Hello to all of you beautiful people out in this beautiful world. Welcome to Wide Open Spaces with Elise, a podcast. This is episode number 42, The Looking Glass. You can find my website at wideopenspaceswithelise.com. Elise is spelled I-L-I-S-E. You can also find my podcast on Podbean, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and Google Podcast, or anywhere else that you love to listen to your podcast. Thank you for joining me for The Looking Glass. This podcast with 42 episodes started almost a year ago when we started to live through a worldwide pandemic. I decided to take my journalism skills and my skills as a therapist, combine them, and formulate them into a podcast. I felt we were all going through different kinds of struggles in this new reality, and I felt that I could share my wisdom, my thoughts, my feelings, what I see everybody else out there going through, my observations, or what people have even expressed to me or what I've seen on the news and what my thoughts are and how can we all cope better? We all want to live a healthy, functional life and there's a lot of roadblocks and there's a lot of things that stop us and we have to deal with those everyday life challenges along with COVID-19. And how do we balance that so that we can still live happy, healthy and functioning? in today's modern world. So that's what this podcast is all about. And the looking glass is to look at you. I've made some basic observations. I'm a very quiet person mostly. And when I'm quiet, you know I'm thinking. And when I'm thinking, I'm observing. And since April 2020 to the present, The word anxiety has become a prevalent term and concept. Think about that for a minute. Have you heard people talking about anxiety more? Have you heard people expressing that they have anxiety? People that you never thought would talk about this topic? Or do you just hear it more on TV or in podcasts or on the radio? I mean, just look at the ads on social media. On a daily basis, there are new products, new therapy concepts, hundreds of online apps, programs and courses that you can take to work through your anxiety. I mean, anxiety is nothing new. Anxiety goes back to the beginning of time. Our adrenaline starts pumping. We start to feel uneasy. We can hear our blood pumping and feel it pumping in our veins. We feel very hot and nauseous. We get that feeling in the pit of our stomach. It's hard to focus. It's hard to deal. And you may have other symptoms that you have when you experience anxiety. Anxiety used to be hush, hush. Um, Why do you think that is? Think about it a minute. You really didn't tell people readily that you were dealing with extreme anxiety. It was kind of the thing that you kept inside, which only made the anxiety worse. Why I believe it's because many of us see anxiety as a weakness, is why we don't talk about it readily. Especially if you're a professional 
or a man or a parent or a child, you're afraid to express that you're going through troubles because it could show that you're weak, that you're not coping. Sometimes anxiety is a chemical imbalance in the brain and we can only do so much to cope with it. The other part is a chemical imbalance. Sometimes there is medications for that along with the coping skills that you utilize. Sometimes anxiety is just situational. And the reason why people didn't talk about it or do not talk about it still is because in, in their mind it means they're not functioning or they're not healthy. Nobody wants to admit that to anybody. Now me, I've always talked about anxiety freely and I'm sure that's no surprise to you. Mainly because I wanted to show others that it's okay to suffer from anxiety. I've had many friends who we've just sat down at a Starbucks and we're just socializing and they start to talk about their anxiety, but as if it's, what's wrong with me? Why is it getting worse? What am I doing? What am I not doing? Sometimes it's not what you are or aren't doing. Sometimes it's just out of your control. But it doesn't mean you're weak or not functioning. It's something that you need to learn how to adapt to in your life. By telling people that you have anxiety, it empowers you to tell others and hearing yourself tell others. When we hear ourselves tell things out loud, it has effect on us. It really resonates in our brain. It breaks down that stigma, like brick by brick, taking one brick off that brick wall at a time taking down the stigma of anxiety. It's normal. We all go through it. When you're in school and you're about to take a really big test, maybe you're anxious for a few days before it. Or a driving test as a teenager. Think about how anxiety-provoking that can be. So in my observation since April 2020 to April 2021, What's so different from a year ago? Why are people shouting out that they suffer from anxiety? Why are there so many ads on social media and on TV and on the radio talking about anxiety and depression? Ask yourself that question. It's all about the coronavirus. This, in my belief, is the precipitating factor. This nasty killer has caused all of us to change the course of our lives. We had no choice. There was nothing we could do. Coronavirus was going to change the course of all of our lives. COVID has almost created a psychosis of anxiety taking that average person and sending them into an uncontrolled spin of anxiety, creating unrealistic unreal thoughts in your head, causing desperation, frustration, agitation, hopelessness, and a loss of self. It's as if this pandemic has given everyone permission to feel anxious. 
Now, I remember back in the beginning talking to a lot of people and because we were supposed to all stay home. So talking to people by Zoom or FaceTiming or just the telephone or texting, I remember everybody talking about their anxiety because we felt trapped in our homes. And in the beginning, we found all these tasks and projects to do. But then the tasks and projects disappeared and it became boring and it became agitating and it became anxiety provoking. I remember people saying to me when I talked about it, they're like, well, find something else to do. Well, it was hard to find something else to do in the walls of my home. And I believe this is where we start, started to see that rise in anxiety. The truth is a lot of people always had anxiety, but they were always running and doing things to distract themselves from it. Just think about it. If you are an anxiety sufferer, or you don't really acknowledge that you are. If you're running and you're doing and you work all day and then you run errands and you come home and you cook and you put your head down the pillow, there's really no time to focus on that anxiety. Even though you may be phys physically and emotionally experiencing anxiety, the going and the doing is a distraction. It's a layer on top of the problem. Pandemic life in the beginning took away all that running and doing. There wasn't as many ways to distract ourselves. So for a lot of you who were those runners and doers, you had to stare anxiety right at its core. Because the anxiety began to take over with little distraction for you to cope. Okay, so what happens? People had to learn slowly how to deal with their anxiety. Because for so many, they started to feel that it was a debilitating thing, the aspects that they were going through of anxiety. We almost began to normalize the anxiety, that this was just part of COVID life, this anxiety of going out and wearing a mask and oh my God, I have to stand six feet away from you and oh my God, I touched something and touched my face and these weird things that we never had to experience before. Or you, you saw somebody in the store, they start to come up to you and they take their mask off. These were all things that we never had to experience that were now creating anxiety for people. But we began to normalize it. I mean, think about it now. The mask's annoying as heck. I mean, I sweat like there's nobody's business under that mask, but it's normal. It's unfortunately, and in a sad way, it's become part of who I am when I leave my house. Having anxiety no longer meant to others that you were dysfunctional because now a large percentage of our population was experiencing this dysfunction. So people began to normalize it. Now for those of us who have experienced anxiety through the years, it kind of liberated us because people were understanding us more because now they were experiencing it. They were understanding more. So that in a chronic anxiety sufferer, they didn't feel as dysfunctional. 
as not being a normal person because they saw all these people that thought they never suffered from anxiety now suffering from anxiety also. So others began to understand and, and emphasize the importance of dealing with anxiety. I even watched as TV shows incorporated the anxiety and stress from COVID into their storylines. I mean, yeah, TV shows show anxiety, but they were literally talking about the anxiety in the storylines, the everyday people, the everyday workers, how this anxiety was happening while they were at work, even with the distractions, the running and going, the anxiety was still there. The news has started to focus a lot. If you, I like to watch these um, news documentaries and there's a lot of them that have come out about the anxiety and the depression that people are experiencing during this pandemic. And don't get me started about social media. I mean, I did this little experiment because I know when you click on something, all of a sudden they're tracking what you've clicked on and you start getting all these ads on the same topic. So I consciously made sure I wasn't clicking on anything that would skew my little experiments. And so from Saturday to today, on social media, meaning I focus mostly on Instagram and Facebook, and these were the ads that popped up now, I'm telling you as a therapist, before COVID, I barely saw ads like this. Barely. The only time you really heard about depression or anxiety on TV was when they were having an ad selling a medication, a prescription medication for depression or, or eating issues or, or smoking and wanting to stop smoking. You never really saw these things other than those types of ads. And all of a sudden, things were changing. The talk of suicide became more prevalent. And you start to see the dynamics of even the way television and commercials began to adapt to this new COVID world. So from Saturday to, di- to, di- look, excuse me, to today, here are some things that popped up on my social media. The first one was Deepak Chopra and Oprah Winfrey, creating this new series that you could join them with on their app to talk about life, anxiety, depressions, ways to cope in the world. And if any of you, I have to say, have never listened to Deepak Chopra, it is very interesting. He has a lot of wisdom that I think each person can internalize and find ways that they can relate. Here's the second one. An article, Comfort Dogs on Capitol Hill. This was an article about bringing dogs to Capitol Hill after the take, taking over the Capitol. The people who worked there and the, and the senators and the representatives and the congressmen and all the staff that worked there bringing dogs to help them with their anxiety and their stress when going to work at a place where there was an insurrection, where windows were broken and it was taken over. So this article 
comfort dogs on Capitol Hill, showing us, even in our government, starting to acknowledge the anxiety and the stress that our changing world has caused for us. Another one, mental health awareness, 60 positive things you can say to your kids. Another article, listing all these different ways of positive things you can say to your kids. This was a blog, Recognizing Anxiety in Older Adults. Remember, these are all things that are popping up on my social media. Nothing I Googled, made sure I didn't click on anything so that it would start sending me all these different things on therapy and anxiety and depression. Here's a product, whistle line device that you blow into to help reduce your anxiety. It looks like a silver whistle and you blow into it. When you hear about meditation, the breathing in and the exhaling, it has effect. It gets the endorphins flowing. It gets the oxygen to the brain. Another thing that was advertised was transcendental medi meditation, local lake locations, inner peace, and wellness. Now this, of course, you tap. if you were to tap on it, it would ask you where you live, and it would give you different places that you can go and do transcendental meditation. This is something I thought was very interesting. And if you have any children, teenagers, college students, or even yourself at work, these are called calm strips. They're almost like Band-Aids, and they have a texture to them. And I guess studies have shown that when you're feeling anxious or restless, but you need to focus, you rub your finger onto this calm strip, and it helps distract and helps calm you down so that you can focus at work or at school, or wherever you may be. So I thought that was an interesting thing. Snap bands. Now, snap bands is this new, innovative name, but therapists have used this for years, but they've made this pretty bracelet that has rubber, and you, as you feel anxious or need to calm down, you snap the rubber band a little bit onto your wrist. And it's proven that this motion of snapping helps get out the anxiety, helps you to calm down, gives you a release, a, a way to get the energy out of your body while still sitting still. Snap bands. This was an ad, advanced depression therapy, treat in less than eight weeks. Now, I don't know about anything like that, but I do know as a therapist that depression is a long-term thing. If it's situational, maybe in eight weeks, but if it's something that you suffer from on a daily basis, it's a constant coping mechanism to help deal with your depression. Now, many of you have heard about Noom, which I've seen tons of commercials, even on TV, of about weight loss. Well, apparently Noom has now get a healthy mind. I didn't click on it, not sure what it's about. Here's another one about therapy, just called Cerebral. You click on it and it gives you different ways to reach out to people to get therapy. Now, how many of you have listened to Audible books? Now there's auto, all these Audible books that you can listen to on anxiety. This was another ad that popped up on mine. And I really never thought about listening to the Audible books about anxiety. I listened to podcasts. 
But this was another way to tap into if you're not a huge podcast listener or you like podcasts, but you also like books of listening to a pod, uh, a book on Audible about anxiety. This was another one. This is the last one I'm going to share. This was 15 things that I shared with you that popped up between Saturday and today on my social media. Headspace, which is what I saw. I saw this on TV about an app that helps you sleep better. I mean, think about it. This is kind of amazing. These new products, the new ways of reaching out to people through online therapy sessions, online group sessions, and online classes you can join to help you cope with anxiety and depression, addiction and weight loss, eating disorders and grief groups. I mean, it's very hard sometimes to acknowledge that you have an issue or a problem and then to take that acknowledgement and then make a therapy appointment or go to a group therapy. That's really hard. But now, through the pandemic, this is some good that's come out of it. The explosion of all these resources just at your fingertips to help you through those difficult times. I mean, our computer was always great and we wanted to learn about a topic. We could just Google it. But through COVID, it's brought things that can help us, these tools, right at our fingertips, that we don't have to make that effort to make an appointment, to go to appointment, to take time out of your day from work. It can be when you get home from work, right at your fingertips. You can talk to a therapist. You can sit in a group therapy. You can research these apps or listen to books on Audible or try these new products. All ways to help us cope with this new world and this anxiety. I do believe that this will be a domino effect of more people reaching out for help, which is beautiful, because they can just do it from their homes. This makes it easier and it makes it less stressful for people to seek out help. Remember, the first step is always the hardest. But this new world, with this pandemic, and when this pandemic has gone, this will stay with us. This has transformed the way we live our lives. The access of things at our fingertip, not just about anxiety and depression, but other things that we're interested in and other types of groups that you can join. So let's talk about you a little bit. What do you need to work on? Sometimes it's really hard to identify what you are feeling certain ways physically and emotionally. So I want to try an exercise together. Now, before we start the actual exercise, I want to put some thoughts in your head to get us in that motion to prepare for this exercise. What do you feel is blocking you? Think about it for a minute. Do you have balanced energy in your body? Or do you feel you're holding stress and things in a certain place in your body? Do you listen to your body? Do you acknowledge when there's that tightness in your neck or your stomach is hurting 
or you're having stomach issues. How do you feel when you eat certain foods? Do you feel lethargic? Do you feel nauseous? Do you feel sick? Or do you feel energized and light and that you've gotten new good nutrition that's given you energy? When you work, do you pay attention? Are you noticing signals that your body's sending you? Being easily distracted, tired, frustrated? Do you have weaknesses? Do you notice your strengths? There's something called dasha, which is from India, meaning being in the presence of. Dasha, being in the presence of. It's so important for us to be in the presence of ourselves, to understand ourselves, to identify what's going on with us. Because if we go on this track of not being in the presence of ourselves and what's going on, eventually we crash because we haven't been focusing on our needs. And then physical problems happen or you're not able to cope or you're noticing you're becoming very angry easily. So it's very important to be in the presence of yourself. And I always think of India as this very spiritual place. I've never been there, but the, the things I've watched on it and the meditation, and they are very in the presence of themselves with even the way they dress and the jewelry they wear. They know and they feel, and it's a great way to think. Look at them, how they are in the presence of themselves. And how important it is for us to be that way also. Okay, you ready for the exercise? This is a time to check in with yourself. So the best option is if you can go right now and look into a mirror. If you don't have a mirror available and you're sitting somewhere outside or on a bench, then imagine yourself standing in front of yourself. I'm going to go with the mirror right now, using it in my exercise. But if you are using the other form, just listen the same way and you'll be able to get the same experience. So look into the mirror. I want you to first feel your energy, your prana, your aura. Look at yourself. What aura are you giving off? Now, one way to identify what aura you're giving off is by using the form of colors. So I want you to look at yourself in the mirror and what color do you see around you? Colors play a really big part in our daily functioning. So almost as you're, as you're looking in the mirror, see this color surrounding your body. Here are some examples of what colors represent. While I'm talking about it, just keep looking at yourself, feeling your aura, feeling your energy and this color around you. The color of red. If you're seeing red, it can mean you are angry, frustrated, stressed, or maybe even explosive. So if you're seeing the color red, I want you to start to think what's been going on today that that color red is your aura. 
Where is the anger coming from? Where is the frustration coming from? Why are you stressed? Or why do you feel like you're about to explode? If you see the color black as your aura, black can be two opposites. First, with black, it can be anger, feeling blocked, unable to see positivity. Or the opposite is that it can express power and strength. So if you're seeing the color black, is it because you're feeling very powerful and you're feeling very strong today? Or are you angry or feeling like you're blocked and, and people are just stopping you from getting your work done and moving on or just feeling so negative? Now continue to look at yourselves in the mirror. Do you see yellow? Yellow is a feeling of lightheartedness, of hopefulness, feeling motivated and positive. So if you're seeing the color yellow as your aura right now, bravo. You're in a good space at the moment. You're creating positive energy with yourself and being with yourself. And try to hold on to that yellow aura for the rest of the day. White. White means calm, peaceful, tranquil, and in a good place. So if you see white, then you're feeling rather calm listening to this podcast and rather peaceful staring at yourself in the mirror and in a good place and hold on to that feeling of that white aura. Okay, so now you have your aura. And if there's another color you see when we're done and you're not sure what that color means, go look it up. You can look up what colors represent in an aura or feelings or emotions or what kind of feelings or emotions those colors provoke. So look at yourself. What do you feel you convey to others? You've got your aura around, but what are you conveying to others? How do others see you? If you feel that you project negativity, how can you turn their impression of you around? If that's what you're seeing as you look at yourself, negativity, is that the way you're seeing yourself? Do you want others to see yourself that way also? My guess is no. So how can you turn that negativity around and project a different aura to others? Now focus on your body image and identify any negative self-talk as you're looking at yourself in the mirror. We all have negative self-talk. You can tell yourself you don't, but we all do. It can just be, I need a haircut. It can be, I'm too fat. It can be, I look tired. I want you to turn the negative self-talk around and now identify positive aspects of yourself. I love the color of my eyes. My teeth look great. I like my outfit today. I love the color of my hair. Turn it around. It doesn't have to be in depth, but positive aspects of yourself. Telling yourself good things as you're looking at yourself in the mirror, talking to yourself and saying, I love your smile. I love your eyes. 
I love your aura today that you're giving off to people. Now look at yourself again and is there anywhere in your body that you're feeling stress and anxiety? Look at yourself in the mirror and start to feel, connect what you're seeing with what you're feeling in your body. Here's an example. If you feel tightness in your neck, see that area of your body in black. That energy, that negative energy. And try to change that energy. How? Well, make a plan. If you're feeling that tightness in your neck, how am I going to release it? Am I going to rub it out? Am I going to go stretch? Am I going to go exercise? Or is there something that I know that I can put my finger on that's causing that stress and anxiety and I need to deal with it now because it's taking on physical symptoms in my body? Another example, if your stomach's hurting from stress or you have a stress headache, see those areas as black. You want to change that aura to white or yellow. And how can you do that if you don't focus on what is going on with you? If you don't become in touch with what's going on with you, those areas stay black with negativity. We want to loosen them up. We want our stomach to feel better. We want that stress headache to go away. The goal here is with the stress and anxiety is to turn it all from black to white. More relaxed muscles and less physical symptoms of stress. Turn the black to white by identifying coping skills to deal with your negative energy. You're all different. You're all unique. What works for me might not work for you. This is where you look at yourself in the mirror again and say to yourself, what can I do to feel better? Yes, I can take Tylenol for that headache, but why is that headache there? What's going on in your life that may have caused that headache? How to cope with it? Some examples to help you out, stretching, talking about your feelings, taking a walk, meditating, or even getting a massage to reduce that tension in your neck or anywhere else that you're holding it in your body. Whatever it takes to relieve your stress in a positive aspect, to reduce those physical effects of stress on your body, to change your aura to white as you look at yourself in the mirror, do this exercise on a weekly basis. I know it might be awkward staring at yourself in a mirror. But there's nothing more eye-opening than looking at yourself for some time. I mean, really looking at yourself. And when someone says you need to look at yourself and what's going on, that's a hard concept. But by physically standing in front of a mirror... Becoming comfortable with you opens you up to seeing you and what's really going on with you. And you could look at that mirror and things could be great right now. And yay, that's where we want to be. But if they aren't so great, then it gives you a chance to really look at yourself and really be honest with yourself.
on what you need to do to feel white, to have that light, white aura. Mental health awareness puts the power in your hands. Nobody likes to feel like their life is in someone else's hands, that the way their day is going to turn out, out is because of someone else. We all want to have control, to have things in our own hands. And this is how we improve our mental health, by taking control, by using different techniques, like looking in the mirror, to help us gain that control of our lives. If there's anything we could thank this pandemic for, it's making mental health more a more common topic. And I think really, as I listen, as I observe, as I look, people are accepting other people's struggles more. And I truly believe that's a beautiful thing. I think, especially in the United States, we walk around not wanting to share our struggles, not wanting to show we're struggling. We put this armor on, this facade. And if anything, through all the crap that we've gone through and the deaths and the life changes that COVID has put upon us as a society, knowing that people are starting to accept others' struggles is a beautiful thing because I think the people who are struggling, knowing that it's more accepted, we will hopefully see people getting help, people not falling to, the, to that deep, dark pit, less suicidal thoughts because people will feel it's okay to reach out to others when we're struggling. And not to mention, COVID's also given us these cool gadgets and inventions that have been created for anxiety. I don't think a lot of these things that I mentioned, the whistle, the common go that you blow into, I don't even think these things would exist. Or even taking the simple rubber band and turning it into a cute bracelet, but then you can snap the rubber band. I don't think these things would have come about if it wasn't for COVID. So I kind of fell into the trap because I like to try new things. And as a therapist, there's always things I like to recommend to people, but I'm not going to recommend something unless I tried it. So how many of you have ever had that bubble wrap? You know, the bubble wrap that you put around glass things when you move or you order something from Amazon and it comes in that bubble wrap. How many of you like to pop it and pop it? pop it. Lots of people like to pop it. Some just like the sound. Some just like taking that energy and popping it. And believe it or not, the majority of people that do it is it's a way to reduce and release anxiety. You may not realize it, but that popping and popping and popping is taking energy inside of you and bringing it out and it's releasing it through this popping mechanism. So I was on Amazon and there's this gadget, I'll call it, that I ordered. It's kind of like the bubble wrap. The device is like a plastic square. They had it in different shapes too for kids. It's for all ages. 
And it has like these bubbles on it. And it's plastic or some type of plastic. I don't know specifically how hard or how soft it is. But you push on the bubble and it pops. Just like the bubble wrap. So you go down this plastic square popping and popping and popping and popping. But the beauty of this is you can use it over and over again. I mean, because once you pop that bubble wrap, it's garbage. But this just pops through to the other side. You flip it over and you can keep popping. You push the bubble and then flip the board over and keep pushing the bubble until you feel like you've had enough. Now, it sounds like a great concept. I don't know if it works. I'll keep you updated. I should have it in a few days. And I'll mention it on my next podcast. But it was just like three squares for $12.99, something very inexpensive. And if it works, this gadget that came out of COVID, I will share it with you. I'm really curious to see if it helps. And I'm also going to ask others to try it. People that don't have a lot of anxiety and people that do. And I'm going to see what happens with it. And if it's great, I'll let you know. So remember, positive thoughts always create positive energy. Look at your aura. Change it from dark to light. It's in your hands. It's your power. Focus on yourself. You deserve it. You deserve the time for yourself, for you. Take that time to focus on yourself. Thank you for joining Wide Open Spaces with Elise. I've enjoyed spending time with you today, and I hope you join me next week for another podcast. What it will be on, only time will tell. So until then, my friends, ciao.